Hello, I am David Williams, bringing to you the very first installment of my conservatism podcast, another conservative voice recorded in an undisclosed parking lot in Northern Virginia. So this podcast was inspired by last night's election of Senator Barack Obama and the expansion of Democrat power in the House and Senate. Like many of you conservatives listening to me today, I am very concerned with statements made by both President-elect Obama and Democratic congressmen over the past few months. Statements that do not just sound socialistic, but if implemented, would in fact be socialist policies. I'll get into those details in a few minutes, but first I just want to you know, discuss the issue of uh, our shared concern uh, after last night's election. For many of us, a feeling of despair, feeling blue in a bluer country, um, just, you know, almost to the point of depression, maybe for some of us. I was discussing with my friends on Facebook that this is the time, this is the opportunity to actually take those negative feelings and translate them into action. You need to take this sick feeling in the pit of your stomach, your anxieties, whatever you want to call it, and let that be what motivates you to cast off any past complacency. You need to let it push you to be at the forefront of reestablishing conservatism in America. That is what a majority of America is seeking, after all. They, they, they seek after conservatism, and they'll come back to it in droves, but it's going to be a difficult effort. And I say so because so many of us have been let down by too many who have promised to lead as conservatives, but in fact they did not. Uh, so th- that's what this podcast is all about. You know, It's trying to motivate and, and trying to get all of us to do our part uh, to reinvigorate and disseminate uh, true conservatism across America and uh, get this country back on track. So, uh, first off, I just want to start by saying uh, that uh, there are a few things that you can do right now to make sure that this feeling of despair isn't fleeting and uh, you, you have lost that opportunity to take action. So. Uh, I just wanted to give you a little roadmap of some of the things that you could could do to uh, help spread conservatism. Okay, first off, formulate and write down what your values are, what your views are, what makes you a conservative. I've been doing this intermittently for the past year or two on my blog at myconservatism.blogspot.com, and this really helps you form your positions. Next, be informed. I'm probably preaching to the choir if you're listening to this podcast. Um, You probably are, like myself, a news and information junkie. But the one point I wanted to make is that you need to read, watch, and listen to news from both conservative and liberal sources. By knowing the opposition, you can better form your arguments. So I would encourage you to look at both. That leads into the most important stage. Share your views. You cannot afford to be a closet conservative. Share your views through blogs, web pages, wikis, Facebook, MySpace, podcasts, whatever. Just make your voice heard. Um, I would encourage you to know what's going on in your community. Go and speak at city council on issues that are important to you. And most definitely write letters and call your state and national government officials and let them know the will of the people. And finally, talk to your family, your friends, your coworkers, and neighbors. Sure, be respectful, but whoever thinks that religion and politics is off limits as, as far as topics of discussion are concerned, that is just being timid, overly timid, 
get over that. As I said, don't do not be a closet conservative. Talk to everybody. Get them on board. Okay, that's enough pleading from me for today. And as promised, I will discuss some of the comments made by President-elect Obama and one certain congressman from Northern Virginia. Uh, comments that are and should be uh, concerning, very concerning to freedom-loving Americans uh, like myself and uh, many of you listening today. Um, the first clip is uh, one that we probably all remember, this being the comments of Barack Obama speaking to the now famous Joe the Plumber in Ohio. So here's the clip. Your new tax plan is going to tax me more, isn't it? It's not that I want to punish your success. I just want to make sure that everybody who is behind you, that they've got a chance at success too. I think when you spread the wealth around, it's good for everybody. So there's one of probably many examples of Obama showing his true socialistic tendencies as he basically told Joe the Plumber, hey, in the name of fairness, government has the right to take other people's wealth and redistribute as they see fit. So if that last clip wasn't scary enough, th this next clip highlights how Obama, instead of helping the middle class, will help destroy the middle class, as his definition of rich, those who he wishes to tax more, those who are already paying most of the taxes anyway, uh, creeps down. Those who he said made more than $300,000 at first, then down to two fifty, then down to 200 then down to 150 uh, then down to 120 and if you look back to the primary when he was debating Hillary he actually said that he defined rich as those making above ninety seven thousand dollars now that's what he said during the campaign now he has a Democrat majority in the Senate and the House and he's president what's next ninety seventy five fifty thousand he will be taxing you I guarantee it and it's not going to help the economy. It's going to put us in ruin. It's not the right direction. So I actually hope for change, too. I hope that he changes his mind on taxes. So here's that clip. Provide a tax cut for 95% of working Americans. 95%. If you, make more, if you make less than a quarter million dollars a year, then you will not see your income tax go up, your capital gains tax go up, your payroll tax not one dime and 95 percent of working families 95 percent of you out there will get a tax cut you have a job pay taxes and make less than two hundred thousand dollars a year you'll get a tax cut but what we're saying is that 87 billion ta dollar tax break should go like it used to it should go to middle-class people people making under hundred fifty thousand dollars a year can do is adjust the cap on the payroll tax whether you would raise the tax above those making $97,500 a year. And if we make that small adjustment, we can potentially close that gap and we can make sure Social Security is there. I do not want to fix the problems of Social Security on the backs of middle class families and seniors. If you lift the cap completely, that is a $1 trillion tax increase. I don't think we need to do that. I, I will be very brief on this because, Hillary, I've heard you say this is a trillion dollar tax cut on the middle class by adjusting the cap. Understand that only 6% of Americans make more than $97,000 a year. So 6% is not the middle class, it's the upper class. But, but understand, this is the top 6% and that is not the middle class. Now this last clip is from Northern Virginia Democrat Congressman Jim Moran 
who really spells out their socialist designs, making the following comment before last night's election. Now, in the last seven years, we have had the highest corporate profit ever in American history. Highest corporate profit. We've had the highest productivity. The American worker has produced more per person than at any time. But it hasn't been shared. And that's the problem. Because we have been guided by a Republican administration who believes in this simplistic notion that people who have wealth are, the, are entitled to keep it and they have an antipathy towards the means of redistributing wealth. And they may be able to sustain that for a while, but it doesn't work in the long run. So Congressman Moran's comments were irrespective of income. And basically he was saying, if you think that you deserve to keep the money you earn, you are simple-minded. He is saying that it's the government's money and that the government should decide what to do with it. Now this statement is extreme socialism, should I dare say communist. Now I'm going to try to be above the fray and not do a lot of personal jabs on this podcast, but I, I just can't let this one go. Uh, you know, liberals are flinging the word antipathy about like they just got it in their ninth grade vocabulary book and they can't wait to use it in a sentence. Um, so, yeah, with that, I have to play one more clip. You know, everybody will remember this Obama speaking in San Francisco. Well, it's not surprising then that they get better than they cling to guns or religion or uh, antipathy towards people who aren't like them. Well, Congressman Moran and President-elect Obama, the only antipathy I have is towards your stated desired socialist policies and towards your arrogance for casting people like myself who do not share your viewpoint as being ignorant. People say that this is the worst economy since the Great Depression. That's false. This is the worst economy since Jimmy Carter. Hopefully, Obama will change his mind and he will not go down this destructive path of socialism but if he doesn't, this will be the worst economy since Jimmy Carter, and this will be the worst economy since the Great Depression. Well, on that happy note, I would like to thank you for listening to My Conservatism podcast, and would invite you to be an active participant of My Conservatism by sharing your comments and views, written or spoken, by sending me an email text or MP3 attachment to myconservatism at gmail.com, or you can also add your comments to my blog at myconservatism.blogspot.com. In your email or comments, please add any consent for me to publish your comments on my blog or on future podcasts. Please join me next time when I discuss why taxing anyone, rich or poor, would further weaken our economy at this time. And also when I address any of your comments from this pilot episode of My Conservatism. Thanks again, and God bless America.